I would definitely say to push through that feeling. It helps when you find other creatives, other people that are doing what you're doing and you kind of have that community of other people going through that. If it's what you want to do, you have to just, you know, put your head down and do it. Welcome to the Contagious Victories podcast. Each week we talk inspiration, explore possibilities, and share insights from creative perspectives. Tori Blackman, and I'm here to remind you that your purpose in life is to celebrate the victories because victories are contagious. Here's a little inspiration. I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. This episode is made possible because of our Contagious Victories Facebook community. It's a free group for listeners to socialize, and I really hope you join. Hello, it's Victoria Blackman, and welcome back to another episode of Contagious Victories. I am so excited to introduce you to a special guest who is an absolute sweetheart. She also happens to be a family friend, so I've watched her grow over the years in so many ways. Her name is Erin Moody. Erin is the Alabama-based fashion and lifestyle blogger behind MoodyWife.com, a place where she shares attainable style inspiration and affordable beauty products, as well as pieces of her everyday life and her Christian faith. Erin and I discuss her journey to becoming an online blogger. She gives insight on all of the hard work and dedication it takes to turn a hobby into a personal brand and business. Now, before we jump in the episode, I do wanna add one disclaimer. I am so embarrassed to admit that during my conversation with Erin, I accidentally said the wrong name of her blog. I kept calling it Moody Blog. It's Moody Wife Blog. So Erin, I apologize. I'm really fascinated with the fact that you blog, and I guess I just got too carried away and focused on that aspect. But Moody Wife Blog is Erin's platform, and you can find all of Erin's content by going to moodywife.com and following her Instagram at moody.wife. All right, now let's jump into my conversation with Erin Moody. All right, so I have Erin Moody with me here right now. She is the author and the face and creative behind Moody Blog. Erin, go ahead and introduce yourself and how you got started in the online space. Yeah. Hey, Tori. I'm excited to be here. I've never done a podcast before, so I'm really excited for this. Um, I am Erin Moody. I am the face behind moodywife.com and moodywife on Instagram. I started really right after college and I called it the Erin Elizabeth blog. After my name, I kind of was just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what stuck. And I was kind of in and out and then really started, I rebranded after we got married and my last name became Moody. So that's kind of where Moody Wife came from. And I have been with that brand ever since we got married. So that's kind of the story behind Moody Wife and how it kind of came to be and came to have that name. And just so our listeners have a timeline of when that happened, can how long ago was that? When did you get married? We got married in June of 2019. So we're coming up on our second anniversary and, um, yeah, so that it's kind of coming up on the second anniversary of Moody Wife too. It's kind of neat that I can track it with our marriage because it kind of coincides. It does. What's your husband's name? Michael? Michael. Mm-hmm. 
So whenever you and Michael got married is also when the blog started to take formation for real. And I know recently you just went full time with your blog and your creative work. I did. Yes. So how do you feel? I mean, that's really exciting. It is so exciting. It's a bit overwhelming and I'm still trying to kind of like get in a groove of not only working from home, but working for myself, what that schedule looks like and what all of that looks like. It's just, it's so very different from the corporate world that I was used to. And so this is just uncharted territory for me, but I'm, I'm so excited. Well, what were you doing before? I worked at an accounting firm, mostly admin, just kind of office type of job. So when I graduated college, I moved to Montgomery because Michael and I had been long distance and that's where he was finishing up school. So I lived with some girls and needed a job. And my friend got me a job at an accounting firm, just doing kind of like running errands for them, kind of just an entry level, just a job. Yeah. And when we got engaged, I knew I wanted to end up back down here in Mobile And so the only thing on my resume was that I had worked at this accounting firm. And so I found an accounting firm down here and I've actually been with them. It would have been almost three years when I left there and it was a fabulous job. I loved it so much. Um, And it kind of allowed me the flexibility to do my blog on the side, but it kind of reached a point where I had built my blog up as big as it's going to be as a side gig. This is always going to be a side gig if I don't jump in full with both feet. And so I decided that I would do that and kind of what that looks like. So I am a full-time content creator and that is what I referred to myself in my big post that I made last week because I'm not full-time just with Moody Wife. I am creating content for other people too. I have a couple of right. clients and things like that. So um, I don't want to like get the misconception that I have made it full-time just with Moody Wife. That is still the goal to get there. I had to get another means of income that wasn't a nine-to-five office job. So now I have that flexibility where I'm working on other things for other people, but then I'm at home, I'm on my own schedule, and I have so much more time to be on Instagram stories, connecting with my audience, and writing a blog post, and doing all the back-end stuff that I was really chained to a desk before and couldn't do. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. And it sounds like having that background gave you a little bit of insight into the business world too. And so I know you said you're working as a content creator, being able to create content for other people gives you another outlet of learning and being able to get into a rhythm so that you can start creating content full-time for your blog. I still think it's a success and a victory story because so many people who are online nowadays do have so many revenues of income. So even people who are full-time with their with their blog or whatnot are still working with other creators to collaborate and make content for businesses and, and things of that nature. So I think even, yeah. even when you are able to do the full-time thing for yourself, you're still serving other people, which I think is really important. So how do you feel looking back on the last couple of years and thinking, how in the world did I do that with a, with a full-time job? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, another thing that has helped me, I am graduating with my MBA right now. I finished up. I didn't know that. Congratulations. It's all virtual. Thank you. Um, So it it kind of is like, well, I'm just kind of done because there's not really any big thing. We are having a graduation party with my family uh, just to kind of have some event that marks that this happened. Milestone. Absolutely. It can get to be kind of anticlimactic with all this online 
online stuff, I, I know how all of the um, graduates last year must have felt because it just kind of ended and that's that. So we are having a party to celebrate. But yes, the MBA is something I feel will equip me moving forward in owning my own business and being an entrepreneur and all that kind of stuff. I've kind of really feeling good that I have that under my belt going forward because um, I've learned so much about business with that, obviously, having a master's in business is going to really help me um, down the road. So that's a big victory that I'm, it, all of this is kind of happening all at once for me, which is exciting. Um, and so that is definitely another big victory. But yeah, no, looking back on when I first got started. So I followed bloggers in college and it was back kind of when like nobody was really doing this. No one really knew what this was. And it was it was just kind of a foreign concept. When I graduated college, I was following them more and more and more closely and just intrigued by that job that they had. Like, how is that a job? How do you make money? What is that? And it kind of got to the point after I graduated college where I was like, you know what? Like, they probably started somewhere. Why Why could I not try and do this? And and it just kind of ate at me for the longest time until I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. So Michael, my boyfriend at the time, now husband, started taking pictures. He really has been. So he started taking pictures of my outfits. And the, the tricky thing with starting a blog or starting to do this kind of in that time was you really had to just start doing it. And it felt weird because it felt like you were talking to no one. It felt like, you know, I'm out here hashtagging brands and I'm tagging brands and I'm just nobody. So it looks like I'm pretending. And I, and I was so, I remember being so like mortified at the thought because I had just graduated college. And I remember feeling mortified at the thought of someone I went to college with like saying, oh, did you see Erin Moody's like trying to be a fashion blogger? Like this idea of me trying to be a fashion blogger was so embarrassing to me. Like it was hard for me to put myself out there and do it um, because I don't know what it was about that time. Like when I was in college and right after, it was almost just like embarrassing for people to see you try. Like if you were putting yourself out there trying to do something, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, Yeah, I think everyone online during that time and even, I mean, just the internet is still so new and so fresh and especially people around our age mm -hmm. who have grown up with it. But we also kind of are still old enough to remember what it's like to not have it uh, be such a, a big part of our lives. So we kind of see that, that authenticity in both ways. Yeah. But, um, I really admire your uh, commitment and your willingness to take the risk and say, I'm going to commit to this, even though it doesn't feel comfortable, because a lot of times we do have to branch out and do things that we're not used to or might feel a little uh, inauthentic or, or not wrong, but maybe even right. just a little embarrassing, like you said. Yeah. Um, well, and I hate, I hate to use the term like fake it till you make it, but that's yeah. kind of what I had to do. And um, I actually have a really old blog post where I mentioned that there was a guy that I went to college with who I wasn't even friends with. I just knew him. And he, it was back when I was like, hashtagging target and tagging target. And I was getting like two comments from spam accounts. I mean, it was like, I was nobody. And I remember him commenting and he said something snarky along the lines of, Oh, are you sponsored by target or something? And I remember that stopped me and I probably didn't post for like months. And I remember having this moment of like, this is embarrassing. Like people are seeing me do this. Like I can't do this. I don't want to do this in front of people. And if, if I go back and find the blog post, I, I eventually 
kind of worked through that in, you know, yeah. no matter what people think, if, if you want to do something, you go do it and you don't care about what they think. And it's kind of a full circle being here now because we are shifting a little bit away from that now where everybody is getting online more and online type of jobs. Being a creator is a lot more common now. It, we still have a long way to go, but it's a little bit more common than it was. And so I'm even seeing it come full circle and people I was worried about what they think of me, they're either cheering me on or they're rooting for me or they're DMing me saying, how do I do what you're doing? And yeah. that's kind of like a full circle moment of like, okay, if you stop and think not that many people care about what you're doing or they're not making fun of you, like you just think they are type of thing. That's like the, that was the biggest hurdle I had to get over was people seeing me put myself out there and trying. Um, yeah. With blogging specifically, you know, you do that fake it till you make it and then something shifts and you're no longer trying to be a blogger, pretending to be a blogger, you're a blogger. And I remember, right. I remember that that mind sh- mindset shift happening where I'm yes. like, no, I'm doing this. Like, this is legit. I have partnerships with brands. I'm getting paid. Like, this is real. I'm no longer... And that when when that shift happens, you don't care what people think because this is my job. Right. I'm my job, and I don't I don't care what anyone thinks. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying, and I feel that, and I really relate with that. I learned in order to be someone you haven't been before, you have to do things that you haven't done. So of course, it's going to feel uncomfortable. I mean, if you wore the same shirt for every day, you know, every day or whatever, and you decided to put on a different color, a different type of shirt, it's going to feel a little weird. I mean, you haven't done that before. So um, I like how you were very transparent about that feeling of, hey, this doesn't feel right, but I'm going to continue to do it anyways, and it's because I want to end up at this result yeah. that I'm going to continue to do these things that feel uncomfortable. So I really admire that about you, Erin. And I think that a lot of people, like you said, are starting to move into this online space mm-hmm. and they are stopping because they feel uncomfortable. They don't want to continue to be that different person because it feels so weird. What would advice would you give to them if they you know, are in that place that you were maybe two years ago? Yeah, um, I would definitely say to push through that feeling it helps when you find other creatives, other people that are doing what you're doing and you kind of have that community of other people going through that. Um, I know that helps a lot too, but definitely just, if it's what you want to do, you have to just, you know, put your head down and do it. And, and that's, you know, something that I think a lot of people don't want to do. And like you said earlier, people will, will start and then they'll kind of stop because it's hard. I think people don't realize how hard, this industry is and this job is. Um, what would you say is the hardest part other than just the mindset shifts? Well, there's a lot of mindset shifts. There's a lot of, you know, it's tolling being online and sharing your life with people. You know, you invite a lot of opinions, you invite a lot of comments and things, but also just the job itself. There is so much backend work that goes into having a website, pitching brands, shooting your content, editing it, uploading it, engaging with your audience. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. And so a lot of times I think people don't realize that and they say, oh, I want to post pretty pictures online and like have this big following. And you have to put the work in for it to be content that people want to follow. I mean, if you're constantly people, the number one question is like, how do you grow? How do you grow online? How do I get really big? And I, last year I had a really big mindset shift here where I stopped thinking about how to grow 
And I started thinking about how I could show up better for who's here. And I think when you shift that mindset to providing the, the people that are here with content they want to see, then that growth will happen because why would I, you know, scream from the rooftops, come follow me, come follow me. And I'm entering all these giveaways and I'm, I'm just trying to grow at whatever means necessary. But when people get to my page, there's nothing there or nothing worth seeing. There's no value there then it's kind of wasted efforts. Whereas if you shift Mm. and you're pouring into, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to batch content on Sunday so that I never miss a day of posting, or, you know, I'm going to stay up till 3am writing this blog post because I know my readers are going to love it. And I want to have it up for them tomorrow. Like if, when you're grinding on that end, then I think that is obvious and people can see that and they want to be there and be in, be one of your readers. Hmm. I love that answer. I see online that you are doing a lot of asking of your followers of like, what do you want to see? Yeah. How do you deal with the responses that come to you of, Hey, this is stuff I want to see, but maybe it's something you're not interested in, or maybe it's something that you don't have the ability to do. How do you overcome obstacles like that? Yeah. So I do that a lot. I'm not the best at following up on it. Like I'm still getting in my groove of my content planning and all that kind of stuff, but I do love to get their input on that because it is for them. And I think that's another thing that, you know, people always talk about their niche and you talk about having to have a niche. Like you really do have to stay in your lane um, as far as what you're an expert on. And so, you know, I, Luckily, the life, the term lifestyle blogger kind of allows you to, to kind of dabble. But overall, I would say fashion and beauty are my, you know, main things. And since I do share my everyday life, I feel comfortable throwing in a recipe or throwing in some home decor, like things like that. So I'm able to kind of dabble because of that. But I mean, if you call yourself a beauty blogger, you're pretty much a beauty blogger. Like people aren't going to be coming to you for you know, kind of off the wall topic. So for them, people know what I have shared in the past or things like that. They want to know about my day to day or, you know, what makeup I'm wearing or how I curl my hair, things like that. It it typically, my responses typically stay pretty, what I can expect. brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. I know in the past when working with brands, a lot of them came to me and they were like, hey, we want to work with you. We want you to do this recipe or something. And I was like, I don't cook. Like, I don't do that. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can do it. You know, it'll be fine. Just create it. Mm -hmm. And so getting uh, getting creative and staying on brand is something I struggle with all the time. And it's something I've really had to hone in on. And I've always wondered how successful it is to ask people, hey, what do you want to see? Because I'll be honest and transparent, something that I fear is what if I can't do this or what if I don't want to do this or what if it's something that I don't really relate with? I I don't know how to find that balance. From what I see, it seems like you do it so well that I've been thinking maybe it's okay to ask. Maybe asking isn't going to always end up with results or answers I'm not really in the mood to do or I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I, I will say you have to get comfortable saying no. Yeah. I say no to, I, I get reached out to about the most off the wall campaigns. And I'm like, I don't, that doesn't make sense for me to share at all. And and I know, or I won't apply for it or whatever the case may be. Um, And so for, on that aspect, I do say no, because I'm like, this is the stuff that I am about. And I, I, if it doesn't align with my brand, I won't do it. And um, I think that's how you stay authentic and how your audience knows when they come to my page, this is what they're going to see. They're not going to randomly see this other thing because that's when you get into, this is very clearly an ad. 
you know, when I, if I'm just like sharing something, I would, if I just started sharing a lawnmower on my feed, my audience would be like, how much are you getting paid to share that lawnmower? Yeah. Because it's very obvious that that's not something I would naturally share with you. But if I'm sharing a lip gloss, you don't know if I'm getting paid or not because I share my lip gloss all the time. And that that's that like the, the dance you have to do of staying authentic. And that way, when you do throw in an ad or a sponsored post, it can be very organic and authentic, whereas your followers won't feel like they're being sold to. Um, and so that's something, but then on the, on the flip side of asking them what they want to see, there's times there, when I do the the question box where I say, Mm -hmm. ask anything, you can ask me anything. doesn't mean I'm going to answer everything. And so there are times where I get a question. I'm like, I don't want to answer that. Or I don't want to open that can of worms. If it's political or it's something like that, that I don't really want to, I don't usually talk about. I'm not going to, going to answer that. And, and you get so many that it's okay to kind of like nix a few um because I don't yeah. have to answer them all anyways I just answer the most popular most frequently asked questions the ones that resonate yeah that's really great advice I really think that I could start saying no to uh, more things in my life and then that way whenever I do look back and see what I've created or if I'm looking ahead and I'm trying to create content to batch I know I have a clear picture of what exactly I want to create and it resonates with the people who are following me as well because it's not so out of the blue like you said Love that. Are you loving this episode and really connecting with it? Well, here's a way you can support the show and our special guest, and it doesn't cost anything. Take a screenshot right now of your device and share it on social media, tagging Contagious Victories and Aaron Moody, her handle is moody.wife. You can also tag me. My handle is once upon a underscore Tory. And this just gets the word out about the Contagious Victories podcast. Best case scenario, it inspires someone in your life with a little more spiritual and creative confidence. Worst case scenario, well, I can't think of one. All right, let's get back to the show. Well, I know that we've already talked about leaving your job, making the career shift and whatnot. Are you open to answering a couple of fun questions that maybe are a little bit not career related and not related to Moody blog? Sure. Awesome. So one of the things that our listeners love to do is create any kind of artistic content. We've got people who have Christian YouTube channels. We've got people who are actual artists who like to paint. And then we also have people who are yogi and spirituals who like to create in that more spiritual realm. Do you do anything artistically and how does it keep you balanced? Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny that you ask this. So Moody Wife started as my hobby. Um, I love styling outfits here lately, I've, I've um, ventured off my front porch and we will go find, um, what's the word? Like locations or sets? Or- yes, we will, we will yeah. spot out some shoot locations. I will get an outfit and Michael takes all my photos. Um, we've upgraded oh. to a fancy camera this year. Um, we've invested in that. And so we, we go out and we shoot content together. And that is so fun to me. That is not a chore that is like where I thrive like that in, in him too. Sometimes it's, a, it takes a minute to get him off the couch. <laughs> I mean, he'll be like, no, this isn't what we need. We need to go over there. And he's into it too. And we, and when the pictures come out great and we're excited to post them, that is so much fun for us. So, I mean, it probably sounds cheesy, but 
this was my hobby and I've just been able to turn it into my job, but this is what I do in my free time. This is so what photography. I and I mean, I, I guess it yeah, like- the, the modeling mixed with the photography. Cause I, I go back and I edit my own photos. Um, yeah. I guess both of it, but yeah, I love, I love modeling. Sometimes I'll go do some freelance for different brands that are local. I'll um, go model for them. And I, I think that's really fun. That's awesome. And then parent, like you were saying, parent outfits together. And yeah. I mean, that's an art in itself. I feel like styling yeah. and that's yeah. what your blog's about. Yeah. Um, and and makeup too. All of that, all the things that I share are truly things I love doing. So, and you get to have a little bit of that artistic element. And I love that. And that gives other people inspiration to want to yeah. dabble or even maybe even leave their full-time jobs like you have, because there is an artistic piece to it. So it's not all just business. A lot of people think, oh, I'm starting my own business. I don't know anything about accounting or numbers or writing or anything like that. But there's a lot of creative pieces that go into it too. And it's you. It's all what you want to create, what you want to, that's what's so fun to me is it's, I mean, anyone can do it. There's not already too many bloggers because there's not your version yet. Like there's not, you're going to create is not out there. And so that's, what's so fun to me is there's, there's no ceiling on it. Well, being a photographer, I have to know what kind of camera did you get? Because I'm a geek over tech. I it is a Canon. Um, I could not Mark, maybe Mark Five. Mark maybe. Okay, I just was curious. I love that. One of their mirror. I know it's mirrorless. I, oh, okay. Then it's probably not the Mark. That's not a mirrorless. I've been looking at some mirrorless myself. So uh, I'll be reaching out to you. Yeah, to I'll, I was going to say I'll text one. Doctor and I'll tell you what it's called because I can't remember right now. <laughs> Cool. We have a couple on our refrigerator because we like to see them when we're trying to save up for them. It keeps us yeah. motivated. Yeah. So I'm curious. I've, I have a friend of mine who got a mirrorless and if it's a different one or even if it's the same one, I'm curious to know how you like it and, oh. and how you enjoy photographing with it. So what is, this is another really random, do you read or do you watch a lot of films or TV shows? What's yeah. something you'd recommend to people? So I do watch a lot of TV. I'll I watch a lot of movies, um, but in the, for this question, I would recommend a book. Is okay. a book that I was recommended when I was in college. The title is "A Million Miles in a Thousand Years: How I Learned to Live a Better Story," and I'll link it too if anyone else wants to look it up. It's by Donald Miller. It's how I learned to live a better story. <laughs> okay, so I have to tell you this, Erin. That's just so weird. Okay, every time I talk to someone on here, there's like a weird <laughs> moment. And I love this. Okay, so I'm reading a book by Donald Miller right now. I follow him. I love Donald Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know he wrote that book at all. Mm-hmm. Dylan and I went to Atlanta to photograph a house up there, and they had this beautiful library. And I picked up a book, and it's called, I have it right here. Where is it? 90 Minutes in Heaven. And it's about a guy. He was in a car accident and he went to heaven and it's like a, a near, he was a preacher and mm-hmm. uh, it was a near death experience or whatever. But on the mm-hmm. back, it says, uh, it was like a little recommendation on the back of the book from Donald Miller. And I'm already mm-hmm. reading a book by him. So when I pulled that book just randomly off the shelf, I was like, Dylan, this is so weird. We're reading a book by Donald Miller. What are the chances that that he's, you know, put this on the back. He's given a recommendation, you know, this was printed 20 years ago. So how in the world, that's so weird. And uh, I forgot to add that the book that we're reading is a business book and it comes with videos that you watch daily. So we've been seeing this guy's face for the last 60 days, every day. And it's just, everything's Donald Miller, Donald Miller, Donald Miller. So for you to say that is like, whoa, epiphany, super coincidental. And I just, I take it as a sign that I should totally read it and that we're on the same, you know, wavelength. 
Right. And it's cool because the book is all about like, he kind of views life as a story, like a movie, which I, which very much resonates with me because I love movies. And so he just kind of, the whole book is kind of the story. Uh, it's a story of him shooting a movie, but yeah. then he kind of ties it into our life choices and the things we do and how we treat people and, and just living a better, a better story. So I would definitely recommend that book. Well, I am going to read it. I promise you that. I've already read one of his books and I am enjoying the other one that he recommended. So um, I I like Donald Miller's work. I think that he does a great job with story brand and uh, consider it already bought and purchased because I'm going to go as soon as we're done and order that book so I can read it. Thank you. That's an amazing recommendation. I feel like it was destined for me to ask you that question. Right. Um, So what is one thing that your friends or your family or your following, they might not know either about this journey that you've been on or about you or, I mean, nothing personal, but just something that, that you would want to share that maybe you feel like you've never gotten a chance to tell anyone or a chance to celebrate what's something, something that you want to share. I, because of the job, I'm very open book. Most people know, you know, pretty much the basics about me. I guess something that my audience might not know um, that could be comforting is when I get on Instagram and everyone's kind of this way, they kind of put their best foot forward. They show their best self. And I try to show real life too and, and dip into, you know, when things aren't so hunky dory, but <laughs> I am not always the most like confident or like the most sure of myself. And I try to present myself that way. Um, But I guess if anyone struggles with like being, you know, having off days or insecure days, or just like they get in a funk, that happens to me very often. And I kind of, Michael, my husband does an amazing job of pulling me out of that and kind of like reassuring me of, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing and that I'm good at it and et cetera. He's amazing at that. But I do get in these like slumps with myself and kind of get down on myself. Like, should I even be doing this? Am I even going to be good at it type of thing? Um, And that's not something I share all the time. So that's something that I want to make known. So if anyone is kind of thinking, how is she always so, you know, on, I am not. And so that could be comforting to someone that struggles. I feel like a lot of people who are on social media and who do present themselves online as often as you do, mm-hmm. I feel like we all are kind of in the same boat and we, we do have off days or off moments. Is there something that you do in particular to get yourself out of that? Like I know I have my little lavender nearby because even just the scent will, will knock me out of that state of mind if I'm spiraling down or something. Do you have something like that? Well, I, um, kind of a, a, a lighthearted, funny answer to that. Michael, when I'm stressed, he, in fact, yesterday I was kind of stressed and he texted me and he said, get a cup of coffee, light a candle and put on Nora Jones radio. And I was like, oh my done, done, done. And it was immediately so much better. So that is like my tangible, like what I do when I'm feeling off. Um, but as far as social media goes, I do take days off a lot. Um, and people that are in this industry always, I think there's like this idea of like, it'll all go away if you take a day off because you feel like yeah. you constantly have to be posting and showing up and all this. And you think all of your success is going to start going backwards if you're not there. And that's just simply not true. If you take a day off of social media, no one will notice. And that is sometimes really comforting words to people yeah. who think that they're everything's going to just crumble. But they truly, I mean, a few might. If you take a week off, they might know. But if you take a day off, no one is going to know. And that is just the most freeing sentence that you can say sometimes because you forget that and you think you constantly have to be 
producing and you just Mm. really don't. So it is so refreshing to take a day off. And it is also refreshing to not to limit your scrolling. It's hard for me to limit social media because it is part of my job, but the the mindless scrolling and the looking at other people's stuff, you can very much limit and it is healthy to limit that. And it's healthy to put on blinders and just focus on what you're doing instead of comparing it to what other people are doing. Cause I get sucked into that comparison thing. And then that's usually what starts my funk because instead of looking at what I'm doing, I'm looking at what I'm not doing versus what they're doing. And then that gets me on this spiral of I'm not doing enough. I can't keep up X, Y, Z. When, if I just put those blinders on and keep my head down, I will feel so much better. Yeah. And I do think that having a little recipe like the Nora Jones radio and the candle and having someone who is a support friend or husband or even a family member, just someone there who can not obviously hurt you or anything, but kind of slap you back into reality, you know, and, on the shoulders and say, Hey, you are cut out for this. Like, you yeah, this. Just- and who knows your why, why you're in it for not them, but for you and for the people that you are serving and connecting with online. So if you're listening right now and you don't have a recipe to get you out of funky days, then that's your homework. Jot down three things, get a yes. favorite candle scent and, uh, and have a little recipe to get you out of that. That's really wow. good advice, Erin. Well, last but not least, uh, what would you consider up until this moment? What has been your greatest victory so far? Well, obviously I've just finished my MBA and I've just shifted into the full-time creator space. So those are two huge ones. Um, And honestly, those two things came to fruition because of the Lord and how much I have been, I mean, this was not something I woke up and was like, I'm quitting my job next week. Yeah. It was years. I'm talking years of prayers and, you know, getting told no, there were other situations that I was wanting to work out, um, to be able to do this sooner. And those did not work out. And, and I remember just asking God, you know, if, if it's not for me, I don't want it. You will open the door that I want to go through. And I know that it will be perfect. And he kept a lot of them closed for a while. And, and I had to just keep, keep on, keep on trucking, keep on doing it on the side. And eventually he has opened up this door that is just so beyond obvious for me. And um, that's something that I pray for a lot is for God to make it obvious what I'm supposed to do and to very much close the other doors, not just open a door for me, but close the others and make it very blatant what I'm supposed to do. And he has done that with this. It all just fell into place so perfectly um, over the last couple of months. And um just really opened up this door and he's, he's just been with me through all of it. And, and I'm just so thankful and, um, I don't want to cry or anything, but no, I'm, I'm like trying not to tear up too. I'm just very thankful and very, um, aware that this is all him and all of it is him and it's for him. And I just pray that he'll use my platform for his glory and for him. Um, and I'm just literally just a vessel. Oh, that was so beautiful. Well, I get that. And that's, that's what I was thinking that you were going to say. One of the things we say a lot on here 
is that we are all made in the creator's image. And so in order to serve him, we can create ourselves. You know, some of us do it by painting. Some of us do it by putting together cool content. And some people inspire by going to work every day and creating the life that they have. And they are doctors and nurses and teachers and people who help front desks of other businesses. So we all are creators. We're all creators. We're made in his image. And to serve him is to let that just flow through us. And it seems that you have a great great scope of that and you know your purpose and you're acting on it and it and you're so humble in the way that you admit it hasn't just happened overnight it has been something that you've worked at and that you've not always felt comfortable stepping into a lot of the times the biggest moment for God and us is Mm -hmm. when he puts it in front of us and we take it and we step into that role so uh, I love that you are living that dream and that you're celebrating your victories right here today and cool. I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm ready to Thank celebrate you. you. And you. I know our listeners are too. And I'm sure that you feel, I feel God right here, right now. I'm sure oh, you yeah. feel the impact that that you've made even, even on me today. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for asking me to join you today. This was so fun. I had never, like I said, never been on a podcast before, but this has been really fun to just sit with you and chat and kind of share my heart behind what I'm, what I'm doing. So thank you. Well, I'm so glad. Where can our listeners go online to find you? Yeah. So my blog is moodywife.com. Um, I am at moody.wife on Instagram. Um, and I'm Facebook, the Moody Wife. So really, if you Google Moody Wife blog, everything that I'm a part of comes up. It's really great. That's awesome. So Moody Wife blog is what you can Google and you'll find me. Be sure to check her out everywhere that she is. She's putting fabulous content. And before we leave, one more little funny story. This past Sunday was Mother's Day and we were all sitting around my grandmothers and I was just talking about what we were doing online and whatnot. And I referred to you as Erin. I said, you know, I've got an interview that I'm trying to get. Well, my aunt didn't realize, I mean, she knew Erin, but I don't know if she made the connection. And she was like, oh, look at her. I love this stuff. And I was like, Aunt Shelly, that's who I'm having over you know, on the podcast this week. And I've talked to her. We're, we got to make it happen, you know? So uh, it lit a little fire under my tushy to get you over here. And I'm, I've had a great time too. I've had so much fun. Yeah. I'm so blessed that you were willing to do this and you were so patient as we got you on the show. Yeah. Listeners, go check her out if you haven't already. We're so glad you were able to come. Thank you again. Thank you. Didn't you just love that episode? Like I said, Erin is a sweetheart. She puts her heart into everything she does, and I really enjoyed talking to her. She gave some really good insight on what it's like to go from hobby to professional in the online space. I'm really proud that you are now working as a content creator, and that's why I really enjoyed celebrating all of your recent wins. A big victory is getting your MBA and going full-time, working and creating in the online space. Congratulations. Be sure to go and check all of the content Erin's creating over on moodywife.com. If you want to check out more Contagious Victories, then I encourage you to stick around and listen to another episode. I'm also open to feedback, so if you have a way I can improve, please review the podcast. If you have an idea for an episode, then I'd love to hear that too. Review the podcast and let me know so I know what topics you want to learn about next. Maybe you think you'd be a great guest. Well, we can make that happen too.
Go to contagiousvictories.com and download the guest questionnaire, or you can reach out to me and tell me why you think you should be a guest by emailing me at tori at toriblackman.com. I'd love to have you on the show. And again, thank you so much for listening to Contagious Victories. I'm Victoria Blackman, and I hope you have a week worth celebrating. Catch you next time. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Contagious Victories podcast. If the show inspired you to share your own victory story, I'm here to tell you the world deserves to hear it. Submit it to me online at toriblackman.com. Review and subscribe if that feels right. Telling a friend about the show helps Contagious Victories to grow. Plus, we all appreciate a little sunshine. I'm Tori B. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you soon.